I want to say uh, something quick about Alex Byrne, uh, or as we knew him, Alex Burns. He played bass for Against All Odds, and uh, I haven't known him since. But uh, he died at the end of August, and it's uh, that was sad. It's even when you don't stay in touch with people uh, when they pass, like it, it takes a part of you. And he was an important person to me as a teenager. Um, that was my second punk rock band, and uh, he was a bass player. And it was sad hearing of his passing, even though I hadn't uh, I hadn't talked to him in a long, long time. And so, shout outs to his family, uh, Death Metal Dan. Hopefully, you're okay, and uh, everyone else. Um, when when that band broke up, I actually bought Alex's bass off him, and that was the bass I played all through Voice of Defiance and also through uh, Stand Your Ground. Um, so my entire career of playing bass, I played Alex's bass. Um, so R.I.P. Alex Burns. Um, moving on to Robert, um, it's really hard to... Uh, to know what to say when your your friends pass, especially if they're uh, younger than you, um, I I don't know. I loved Robert. Um, I probably met him the first time when he was playing for Whatever It Takes. So he would have been in his teens. I would have probably been nineteen or something. And uh, he was playing guitar, and he was a uh, in energy on stage, and I love all the guys from that band um, to a man. Um, Javi, Danny, Milo, Robert, Ulysses, and fuck it, also Jason, uh, who replaced Robert. And uh, when Robert left that band, I was like, fuck, how do you let this guy go? Like, he's a, he's a ball of, like, not only energy, but, like, sincerity. You know, like, he's like... He's one of those guys that's playing his instrument and he's yelling all the words and it just feels like it's inside him. So that's what In Control always was, was um, choosing guys who maybe they're not like, maybe they're not the best at their instrument, but they take shit seriously and they're going to do the best they can and they're going to put their whole heart into it. And that was Robert. Um from the day we got him, he put his heart into it. Um, he let us practice in his garage when we never had a practice space. Um, he went on our first U.S. tour with us. And to think about where I was in my life at that time, this is like, you know, I'm 20 years old. I'm starting, like, my the first band that is, like, mine. And... I'm planning on, you, you don't know what's going to happen, right? Like you just, you put out your first record and you're going to go on your first tour and everything is in front of you. You don't know how it's going to play out. And the people that surround you, like in those moments and the the positive energy of, of pushing you forward, they mean the world and you can never forget those times in your life. You know, the first times... Um, when you're a young adult and you take risks, you remember the people that, that push you in a positive way and the people that, um, you know, try to hold you back or look at you negatively and, and hold, you know, hold you back. 
So Robert was very special. And, uh, you know, living with him in a van for a month in 2001 of the summer, um, he's just, he's an amazing person that had highs and lows and he wasn't, he wasn't made for the road. He wanted to be home, uh, with his friends and in his comforts. And that's fair. Um, he loved his comforts and, uh, after, after there's lots of funny stories on that tour and a lot of them we talked about, um, on this pod and a lot we talked about on, uh, the Ryan pods. So listen to the control pods. Um, I won't go into them all now, but you know, when we got back, Robert, you know, he said, this isn't for me. And he left the band like a man. Um, Robert was a guy like that. Like he, uh, he, he was himself like, he, I don't know. He just wasn't, gonna, he wasn't going to bend. He knew who he was and he wasn't going to bend. And, uh, I appreciate the consistency of people. Um, so in this pod, we're going to bring on a few of his best friends. And then also we open up a voicemail line and, and, uh, some people that loved him and cared about him are going to leave messages about him. But, uh, yeah, we, we love you, Robert, you know, this, uh, this podcast is for you. All right, this is the Robert Robert Martinez Memorial Podcast. I have Fernando Hernandez and Brian Grace, and Brian Grace is going to kick it off. So uh, this was something I actually wrote uh, for the funeral, but um, I'm, I saved it really for now. So I just wanted to read this as if it was kind of the day that we... These, these are the memories that kind of floated through my head the day I, I found out that Robert passed away. <clears throat> So uh, there was a time when I decorated my bathroom with small little bar hand soaps, like uh, fruits, cherries, watermelons, strawberries, etc. And uh, after uh, Robert used the restroom, there was giant bites taken out of each bar of soap. <laughs> I asked him why why did he go and bite through all my soaps, and he replied he thought there was a chance the bars of soap might have been candy. <laughs> <laughs> So How he, many did he try? <laughs> all three. So he, he had to take that risk that one of them might have been candy. Like on the third one, though? What's he, what are you thinking? <laughs> but it was a perfect joke because it's like you have these bites out of your bars of soap for weeks on end yeah. to remind you of that funny joke. So, um, yeah, that was, that was Robert. He was the type of guy that would go to great lengths to get someone to laugh or put a smile on a friend's face. Um, he could perform completely inaccurate impressions of Jason Bryce, but make a room uh, full of people howl while performing it. Sorry, Jason. Uh, Robert would go to parties and perform detailed interpretive dance to Britney Spears songs just to see the looks on people's faces. Robert was the type of guy that could convince you that a wild and fun Friday night was wrapping yourself in a Mexican blanket on his bed watching cartoons. Specifically anime. <laughs> I was going to say, Robert had an affinity for Japanese animation, teaching you to appreciate movies you would have never, nev never otherwise have watched. Um, Robert had an infectious sense of humor, using redundant phrases like, cha, and suck the lemon to get people to smile. There was a time he started a large group chant at a concert for 
New dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Oh. New oh, dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Yeah. Uh, that still cracks me up today. <laughs> uh, everyone in Oxnard knew where Robert lived. His, uh, if his window was open and the lights were on, it was a beacon to have a good time on a Friday night. He even convinced the local pizza company to deliver directly to his room. When I first met Robert, he had bleached blonde hair, and That's all he could awesome. think about was uh, Green Day songs. He had a love for music, getting me into bands like Misfits, Iron Maiden, Rancid, Dio, and Motorhead. His, his guitar skills were really impressive. He was rocking an Ibanez guitar, and he played for punk rock bands, Whatever It Takes, and In Control, but also took the time to emulate Zelda and Mario Brothers theme songs. Most people don't know that he could also sing and perform Nelly for Tato Jams or do an accurate impression of Shakira. I truly do believe that he had enough talent as a music, musician to pursue it as a profession had he chosen to. The only time I saw Robert cry was when he watched an episode of Futurama called Jurassic Bark in which Fry's dog Seymour waits for his master until his last breath. This reflected Robert's affection for animals, especially his cats, which he loved and cared for. Ultimately, Robert was, had a gentle heart and felt connected to nature. Rob was really into video games. He made me appreciate NES classics and role-playing games. He was like a living game FAQ, knowing in great detail how to beat any game that I haven't even thought about for several decades. Hmm. And uh, Robert had a love for the absurd and the most ridiculous. He reminded me not to always take life so seriously and offered an alternative view of the world not held by many. It's with sadness and regret that Robert is gone, but I'm also thankful for the hundreds of fun memories we shared together. That's it. That was good, dude. That was a badass, beautiful man. I was man. sick about getting the, uh, the pizza delivered to his window. Yeah, you didn't know that? <laughs> like, it- I would literally walk into his house and, and go down the hall and knock on his door and be like, hey, your pizza's here. Oh, I thought that I thought he just didn't have a screen on this window. No, no, the guy would actually know to walk in his house <laughs> oh, in front of his oh, shit. and knock on the door and from give him Armando's the pizza. Or I think it was from Armando's. Yeah, Armando's. Or no, 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 he did oh, eat Amici's, Amici's a lot. Amici's was the spot. That was the spot. Big Amici's guy. All right, so um, man, I, that was. I wish I would have written something, but um, I mean, I don't know. I just want to, for one, I kind of feel like I need to say sorry because. When I was talking to Milo, I realized that I kind of lost touch with Robert uh, for a while. And I really feel, well, now there's nothing I can do about it. But I just think about, like, um, everything, like, like I met. Because Robert, Robert's place, it was like a movie, Brian. And I don't know if you could you could feel me. It was like we were in, like, this like, cool punk teen movie sure. all the time. Yeah. And I remember meeting him in middle school at Fremont. And I don't even know how, how we crossed paths. But I just remember it was when... It was like it was getting into rancid and all that stuff, like the pre-punk that a lot of us did, and then um, there was like this cool crew of kids at Fremont and Robert. I don't know. I don't even know how we met, man. But Robert was always just like that funny, cool guy that you mentioned. Like, you know, was into cool stuff, this unique sense of humor, and like, you know, a lot of us got into punk because it was something that was outside the box. Right. And as soon as we became friends, we just hung out. Would go to his house. It was like a, a, a the nexus for all these cool things. Like, literally, like this insane array of characters would always go by there, man. Like, he had a ton of friends. Everyone knew who he was. There was always a fun story. The next always day. a fun story, man. Yeah. And like, you would go there, and it was like I don't. I mean, I don't know what happened to him now, but it was like it was like punk dudes, like like Frank Edwards, who 
and Renee and Julio, these other guys that I met through through um through Robert. And these were like total and crass punks, like, you know, flux of pink Indians. They like all the anarcho punk. And then it was like this one dude named Pat, I forget his name. He ended up being like a skinhead. Oh, I remember Pat. Yeah, you remember Pat? Yeah, he yeah. lived down in a cul-de-sac on the other side of the, the railroad tracks. Yeah, and he remember would him. come with his bomber jacket, yes. all skinheaded, and like his girlfriend. And like, yep. it was everybody was there. And then like, it was like listening to hardcore. I don't know if you remember the Cinema Beer Nuts CD. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and everybody would listen. We would Is listen that Hopeless to that? Records? Yeah, yeah. Hopeless yeah. Records. and. Yeah. So, that Melancholin song was ill. Yeah, yeah. Melancholin, like all There's the epitaph comps, like the lookout comps, and it was like we got on into early all this, AFI was on that. All too. early AFI ignite, yeah. and then Danny Lopez. I always remember him making fun of that song. He's like, "Oh, look outside!" Like it was, <laughs> yeah. he would do that fucking uh, that uh, what's his name Zoli voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so like, but it was all like Robert, man. It was like that was the nexus, and walking from Roberts to like Danny Lopez to like. Russell's doing Michi's to like like Albert Moshart, everybody who would like cross paths there, like Milo, you yep. like like you said, every like a Friday night, like and we did some shit that I can't even mention here when I hang Can't out. repeat everything yeah. you did with Robert. But uh, it was like a beautiful time, man, and like it just like I mean, I don't know, I cherish that. Like I was talking to Russell, like like it's like gold to me, man. And that was Robert, like I don't know I don't know what my life would have been like. It would have fucking sucked had I not cross paths with robert because like i met you then you guys did good enough you did your band like That's everybody right. all of us <laughs> someone remember that band we, all of us were in band. <laughs> totally forgot about that song. everybody we are good enough i like, remember that <laughs> i remember those lyrics man so, so everybody like it was and everybody it goes back to like what zach talked about like we everybody was like exploiting their creativity yeah. and like the, like their mind and the shit they could do and all of us ended up being in bands whether you had a fucking demo and you played five shows or you did two tours, you did all these bands and put out all these records. Like we all did bands. And yeah. like we and all did started, creative shit. He kinda started he was kind of the hub to get us all together and start that kind of stuff. And just insane shit we would say. Like some of it is like yeah. again, I was talking to Milo the other day, it was like it's I don't know, I don't know, can't even talk about it here, but it was <laughs> yeah. just it was just Robert, man, and like just thankful for all of that. So yeah. It was hard for me to kind of break out of the habit of driving past his house when I was bored to knock on his window and see him and say hi. Um, you know, that was basically what I did every Friday night for years on end. Yeah, that was that was the place to be, calling the party line. We would do that and <laughs> yeah. say crazy shit to Cholos and just talk shit and egg them on. That was the, so fu- the party line was so funny. It's yeah. just a bunch of dudes, like, say they're going to fuck each other up. Fuck you, dude. Meet me on the corner here. Yeah. 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 Fuck you up. Fuck that. I'll blast you. That was badass. And we did that there at Roberts, uh, man. We do that. He I was mean, always the guy that could convince me that King Cobra was a good beer. And I was <laughs> like drinking regularly these King Cobra six-packs for, like, six months. And after a while, I'm like, how did I get convinced to drink this stuff? Freaking Robert. I mean, Robert um, ditching, you know, class with him. Like, everything was just cool, man. Like, we would hang out at, we were all at Oxnard High, and, like, one year, none of us wanted to go to, like, our, I forget what period it was, the one before lunch, and we wanted to just have an extended lunch, and we just chilled in the cafeteria and, like, just kind of minded our own business, and, like, nobody fucking said shit. 
And then until this girl came in and she's like, I'm afraid we're going to get caught. And Robert's like, fuck, man, I think she's going to jinx us. And then sure enough, like, what are you guys doing in here? And that was the last time I saw Robert. I think after that, he, he bounced, man. I think, I think he did like a continuation thing. He did. He, he got yeah. out of Oxnard High to continuation school, yeah. And that was the last time. But that was, I mean... I mean, I saw him regularly after that, but in, in yeah, we would in still school, chill. Yeah, I think it was around mid junior year or something. We were only graced with his presence for a little bit at in high school, right. man. Did but he yeah. go to Frontier? No, I, I don't he? know which school. I think it was. It might have been Frontier. He definitely was was in a continuation school or some kind of. But he bounced. Yeah, we lost. We didn't have him anymore, man. That was fucking whack. <clears throat> it's funny as hell. Watching basketball, all that shit. Oh, yeah. Place. We probably watched Super Troopers 50 times. Yeah. We watched that movie so many times at my house with Robert. Milo has some funny-ass stories, too, man. Yeah. Shit. Playing Zelda with him. He'd, he'd play that game over and over. He'd beat it, play it again, beat it, play it again. <laughs> I've never seen someone play, repeat the same game over and over so many times. Oh, man. I got a story that um, one time I forget whose mom was driving us to the movies. And, like, um, you know, he was always in the, like, Green Day and Mike Durant. Yeah, and like I remember, he had like that, like that mechanic jumpsuit, and like he put it on. I was fucking embarrassed, man. I was like, "Fuck, Robert, why?" You oh, because it was that? in the it was in the music video. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, "Man, dude, are you gonna wear that?" He's like, "Fuck yeah, dude." You know, he used yeah. to tell, he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna wear." It. And I was like, "Are you sure you don't want to rock something else, man? Why don't you like put like a, a hoodie over jeans?" It? Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted him to wear like some shit because I was yeah. like, I don't know why I was like, I think we were trying to dress like punk and like. We had like boots and like he was kind of like fucking it up because he just you know he was gonna <laughs> he do what he wanted to do yeah. and I was like you're looking like too pop punk man like I want us to look more like kind of punk <laughs> and he's like, like you're gonna look a little darker man, get the hell out of here you're looking yeah. too hopeful yeah and I was like oh shit and I was like I was walking like this like kind of trying to walk like in front of them and he, <laughs> he just had his like fucking jumpsuit on like Mike Durant man and I remember getting kind of pissed off about it he rode for Green Day dude I remember. uh there was one time, and I was like, it was just like a passing conversation. I brought up like, yeah, like the one shitty uh, Green Day record. Because it was like, they kind of fell off, right? They did Dookie, and then like some people didn't like maybe the one yeah. they did after that or the one. Uh, it Insomnia. still had some hits. They did, they did Insomnia. one that people kind of thought was like not as good. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like the one Green Day record. And he's like, which one, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, which one? Not one. Yeah. Like he was mad for real. Yeah, yeah. It's like, He's just, sorry, dude. Yeah, I was just saying it in passing. I don't even know. I never it's heard like you're it. Talking about his children. I know. I never even heard it, dude. My bad. Yeah. Did you? Were you there when we would do the Ghetto Wrestling Federation or that little wrestling federation yes. at his place? Yep. Oh man, and then some, you wrestle on the trampoline. trampoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The trampoline. That yeah. shit was shit. funny, man. Break your neck. I don't know. <laughs> dude, he because that trampoline was so fun in the backyard, and then he had that pool. And it yeah. was, like, perfect in the summertime. You could sit on your ass, and, like, the water would come up, like, right to your shoulders. Right. So you just sit on your butt. And I remember, like, you know Ryan. He's a wild man. He would, like, do, like, bounce off the trampoline and do a belly flop and, like, be okay. Right. Like, one time I tried to go off the trampoline, and I just fucking into the pool, you know? Yeah. And I hit my body so hard, like... <laughs> Like, I've never had the wind knocked out of me so hard. Like, I was what like, What do you mean? You like hit it on the water? Or like, well, I, on the I, water? yeah, like okay. I jumped, but like, I didn't belly flop enough. So yeah. I just hit my body. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, I think I like fucked myself up for real. Like, <laughs> but yeah. So I got a, a great funny, place to chill. I got a funny story. It's not really necessarily about Robert. Robert was with, with me. And uh, <clears throat> basically, this is when you guys played Corona. 
uh, when, I think it was when um, Ryan did the Gigi Allen uh, okay. cover, that whole thing. Yeah. So I think maybe we were 19 or 20. I was still driving my Mustang. I think this was this is still way before GPS at this point. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving back. It was me, Brad, and Robert. And I totally missed, I think we were on the 405 to get off to the 101. Totally missed it. I didn't realize for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes maybe even, that I, we had missed the 101. Uh-huh. So we pulled off. We were like, dude, I don't know where we're at. And like I was asking Robert and Brad, like, where where the hell are we? And they're like, I don't know. You know, like none of us have a good sense of a direction <laughs> when we're like 19 or 20, especially yeah. without a phone. And so we pull off and we're like in the hood somewhere. I have no clue where we're at. Like when I say the hood, it felt like it was like a weird mix between like <laughs> It was like a Fast and the Furious meets Boys in the Hood. Like, there was literally, like, race cars and lowriders, like, lining every street. Like, every parking lot was filled with, like, gangbangers. We pulled into a gas station. I swear to God, I was getting robbed. So we pulled out of that gas station. We moved it. We went to another gas station. And the guy didn't speak English very well. And he's like, you need to go waste. Go west on the street. I'm like, are you saying west or are you saying east? He's like, west. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know what to do here. And, you know, Robert, Brad, they didn't know anything. They're like, I don't know. We just need to get the hell out of here. So finally we pull up and we find a cop. And the cop says, dude, you need to go make a right. You make a left. And you need to do it as fast as possible because you're in the wrong fucking neighborhood. And he, so you know you're in a bad spot when a cop tells you get, get the hell out of here. So we finally, it took us like 20 minutes. We finally got back on the, like the 405 uh, south to get back to the 101 north. And when that happened, my car ran out of gas. Fuck. Because my, my gauge in my old Mustang just didn't work. So I, I didn't even know it was out. So we coast on the side of the 405, roll into this next part of LA, some industrial area. Oh, God. And it's probably, you know, 1230 at night by this point. And I actually am able to coast into a gas station. But, and it's in like this abandoned part of town, like you'd see in like Terminator or something, like a weird <laughs> industrial area, you know, where you're like, I definitely don't want to be here. No streetlights or anything. And all the gas station are, are locked up. The oh gas station pumps are locked up. So I'm like, okay, now we're out of gas. It's 1230. And this guy comes up in an SUV and he's like, hey, man. This is close, but I can drive you down to the next gas station. Three, you just need to, the two of you guys need to stay here, and I'm just going to take this guy by himself. <laughs> I was like, what do I do here? You know, I'm like, this is pretty shady because they, you know, they're going to stay here and I'm going to leave. So I'm like, I got no other choice. So I get in, and he actually does take me to a gas station. I buy like a can and then fill it up with gas. He drives me back. It's like 1 a.m. by this point. Finally fill it up, and we take off, and we get home by, like, 2. But interesting story. Robert was there. Fuck, man. That's insane. <laughs> Weast. <laughs> man, I remember he used to coin a, a lot of words. Can't say the punchline after that story. <laughs> I remember he used to make up a lot of words, man. And he used to do, like, a, like he, one word he was like... But, Robert can't get credit for that one. That one, that one was stolen. <laughs> he used to go like, like just randomly like, what up, puto head? And he used to say puto head. Quit being a puto head. Do you yeah. remember when he used to say that? And then he used yeah. to do like Shania Twain. 
Right. Like, that don't impress me much. And I was like, dude, like, you'd say something, like, dude, you tell him something, and be like, huh, that don't impress me much. You don't remember? He used to do all kinds of funny stuff like that, man. Yeah, he would also say waves and rocks, because there was some uh, anime that he loved. At the end, they'd say waves and rocks. So he'd come in the room and go, waves and rocks. Dude. Every time you enter the room, we're like, what? <laughs> Dude, oh, man. I, I, there's uh, some other funny ones, too, but I guess we'll, we'll see who else is. We're going to call someone? Yeah. All right. Who are we calling? All right, let's, uh, let's call Danny first. Okay. Good radio. Yo. Hey, Danny. It's uh, Zach Fernando and Brian Grace. Oh, hey, what's up, Zach? What's going Brian? on? Hey, Fernando. So, so, man. <laughs> you sound nice on the phone, dude. Yeah. I was, like, falling asleep right now. <laughs> so I was actually hoping they'd pick up before he fell asleep. Yeah. Well, That's why I had to call Danny first. Do, take two shots of Jaeger and do a bump, dude. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, I've been drinking a little bit. So. Perfect. It's all rock and roll. God uh, damn. So, so try, gotta, to get, gotta... try to get into one spot and don't move too much and speak directly into your phone. All right. And, and, then, and then lay it on us, dude. Yeah, well, uh, god damn. You know, it's a tragedy. You know, Robert passed. And, uh, I mean, uh, when I... When I ended up going to Oxnard High, uh, I met him through, uh, I want to say, Erica Morrow. I, I want to say that's how it worked out. And possibly Jason Bryce, which is a whole other funny story. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we used to, you know, walk home from the school bus and just end up at Roberts and, you know, jump on the trampoline. And he used to have his own little wrestling deal going on with that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to think of uh, real nice stories since they all end up nasty. Yeah, that's about. what I'm saying, man. That's what I told Brian and Zach. Yeah, it's rough, man. I'm, I'm trying to dig deep. Hey, Danny, can you tell the story about the Nard Witch? Oh, the Nard Witch. Oh, dude, I forgot about That's the video we made that one time, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah, Nard Witch we, Project. Yeah, so we. I forgot I mean, about it, that. I mean, man, yeah, it got pretty wild. It, it, let's just say it was a, it was a, a good two to, I want to say like a two hour video of us just making fun of Jason Bryce the whole time, oh, and uh, man. I, I think he ended up breaking it. Uh, you know, once uh, once we left his room, I mean, we, I thought it was an amazing movie that we made, but apparently all the jokes were on Jason Bryce, and I know. I just, I just think he, he had a bad fucking day, Chris. You know. <laughs> oh man, I forgot what. But yeah, I mentioned you that know, to Milo it, the other day, and I forgot that that was the topic. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. The whole thing was just us making fun of Jason Bryce, and uh, I mean, I loved it. it. It was hilarious. I think we all loved it except Jason Bryce. But uh, well, he shouldn't have quit in control with a note on his door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking asshole <laughs> yeah but you, you know on, on another note um, he used to 
come over to uh, Robert's house and uh, eat all his food. Like every time he'd be over there. And, and I, I think Robert finally got pissed off because he kept eating all his fruity pebbles. So, <laughs> think, oh my uh, god! Oh man! Yeah, so, 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 well, do you remember this one, Fernando? Oh my god, Danny! <laughs> yeah, so uh, I ended up uh, leaving the room with Robert, and I was uh, I was microwaving some corn dogs and getting some Kool Aid because uh, he always had Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, he always he had Kool Aid all the time. The red Kool Aid yeah. in those plastic cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he always had corn dogs and. Uh, I guess the fruity pebbles were something you're not supposed to touch because uh, I guess he, he he told Jason to stay in the room. He'll make him a bowl of fruity pebbles, and uh, he ended up hawking a loogie in his cereal, and I couldn't believe it. I just kept my mouth shut, <laughs> and we just watched Jason eat eat fruity pebbles with Robert's loogie in there. It was disgusting. That's <laughs> <laughs> me. Oh man, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty rough. But hey, you know, you should have never quit in control. <laughs> no, you can quit the band. It's not with a note on your door. Come on, yeah, Just do it in person. Like my yeah. uh, look, everyone is quit in control. Half half of Oxnard has quit our band, <laughs> right? Milo yeah, quit. Yeah, Milo quit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert you quit. Know. Hey, Robert quit. Yeah, Robert, right. Robert, he, Robert quit our band like a fucking man. What, how did he quit? Well, he just he went on the whole first U.S. tour with us and. It was a hard tour, man. We none, none of us had ever done anything like that before, and yeah, you know, it's it's like pretty rough. yeah, and it was like you know three and a half weeks of our life, and it was like, man, you know, people, you're wondering like, is this something I really want to do? And he kind of he he broke down twice on that tour. He broke down the first time when we were in London, Ontario. Um, so that was only like eight days in. It was just like fucking tour. Like I can't remember what he was saying like. Touring ain't no fucking picnic or something like <laughs> yeah. he was all he was all upset and then uh, yeah and then he had a serious meltdown in like Austin which was probably only like four <laughs> days before we're home you know like we were all ready to be home right I don't blame him so we got home and and I think he quit pretty shortly after that it was just like I don't think this is for me and you know and he knew that like we wanted to be a band and tour and so he wasn't gonna be a part of it and, and fuck man he so he went out true. And he always helped us out after that. Like I, I've told this story a couple times. Like that day that Jason Bryce quit the band with a note on his door, we went to Robert's house like five minutes later and picked up Robert and went and played that show. And then also, uh, he let us play. We did one of the New Year's Eve shows at in his, his house. Garage, I remember. Yeah, and that was after. That was awesome. That was, that was after uh, like, two thousand, I think. No, it was later because well, we have the whole list. We have the whole list here somewhere. Oh, damn, I'm pretty sure that may have been even after he was in the band. Like, he just, like, let us do it at his pad. I think it might have been post-Robert. 2001? It, no, it, it might have been, yes. Yeah, it might have been, like, New Year's New- Eve 01 into 02. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And that was hilarious <laughs> because he had, like, the automatic uh, garage door that, like, went up up and out, you know? Right. So we did the whole intro for Crucified, like, behind the fucking garage door. And then as soon as, like, we're done with the intro, we we raise the garage door and then we're all, Crucified! You know? It's so sick. Who was in the Decepticons? Let me see. Matt Pachinski. Matt Pachinski was a singer. Paul Sylvester was the drummer. Do you remember Robert who would say the Decepticraps? 
Yeah, you were calling the Decepticrats. He's like, dude, it's the Decepticrats, dude. And I was like, oh shit. And then he started calling them the catchphrases. Who did he had a band that he called the catchphrases? He, but I remember it the was Decepti- us. That it was, was you. Us. Yeah, it yeah. was that. But that was in your name, right? He would just no, no. It was, the, it was one of our songs. It was about catchphrases, and all the lyrics were catch, catchphrases. But then he called you the catchphrases. <laughs> Yeah, he, would, he would call you, and then but the Decepticraps killed me, man. I was like, shit, it's, it's the Decepticraps, dude. And I was like, shit, man. Zach, were you the one that gave the picture of him at, for that flyer that Fred Hammer made? Because I remember Robert K. kind of mad. What flyer? And so it was that flyer for a Vitamin X show with Annihilation Time, and, and, and I forget who else was on that one. Okay. And like... We all saw the flyer, and it's Robert with a big-ass cheeser and that black tank top and a backwards hat. Oh, I have no idea. And, and Javier, it's the one that I posted, and Javier Zarate's in it, Javi's in it, yeah. and, like, Nick Ulmer's in it, and, like, all these people are in it. This one? In the photo? Yeah, it's th- this one right here. Did you did you take that picture? No, did you give Fred it? probably took it. Because Robert was all mad. And we all I see remember it. that. That's him right there. Yeah. And then he was, like, um, he was, like, like... Man, and we're like, hey Robert, you're in that, you're in the flyer, dude. And everybody was talking about that yeah. flyer, and he's like, man, fuck that flyer. We're like, why are you mad? He's like, <laughs> he's like, I know Zach probably had something to do with it. He's like, why? Why is it me? Why is it my fault? I don't know why. And why is it? Why is he upset? Like, I mean, he's he was, a flyer. I know he was mad. We're like, dude, that flyer. And he's wearing off. the exact same thing that I'm wearing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they got me. They got me in a black tank top. Uh, I never wear a black tank top. I'm usually in a black hoodie and pants. And I was like, and I was like, we that was a badass because every show with him, every show when everybody would go, like the whole fucking yeah. squad was fun as hell. Yeah. And I was next to him and he was, he's always joking all the time. Like he was yeah. making fun of people slam dancing yeah. or in the pit <laughs> and I'm next to him and they got him laughing and he was like, man, Zach. And we, we all like went to his house and went, hey dude, you're in the flyer, man. And we were laughing about it and he's like, yeah, I know it was probably Zach had something to do with it. And he didn't even want to talk about it. We're like, dude, why are you mad? It's like cool as fuck, man. Like, yeah, I'm not doing this pod to have Robert be mad at me. Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't like crazy. It wasn't like crazy. It was just like, it was so funny though, man. Like, shit. <laughs> Danny, do you have any other uh, memories or funny stories uh, you want to share about Robert? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of uh, reluctant on I know. There's a lot of savage of stuff, man. Just say yeah, it. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Just say uh, it. Well, well, I'm not going to say uh, who did it, but I, I got my first blowjob in his room. And uh, <laughs> and Robert in there, right? Like he just pretended yeah, like he yeah, didn't well, see anything? Well, well, I had to ask this uh, this lovely lady uh, whether she would give me a blowjob you know, in Robert's room. She said, yeah. And I looked at Robert and said, hey, can, can we do this? And he said, well, pretty much I can't leave my room. I got to stay in here. And I, and I said, okay, fine. Uh, we'll just put a blanket over us and. Turns out her ass was hanging out, you know, with her G-string on and all that. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, so he and uh, Robert got on the phone and started calling anybody he can call to, like, give them a play-by-play. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I mean, I mean, man, yeah. So so while this was going on, uh, the door opened and his mom opened the door and, and saw what was going on. Oh. And, and I did, I could have sworn she said like are you real and like close the door or something and and uh, it was it was I, I, so I flipped uh, the blanket off my head and I was like what just happened and then Robert was on the phone and he hugged up the phone and he was like my mom's fucking oh my <laughs> and and, and uh, yeah so it got it got pretty embarrassing and 
so me and this lovely American lady. Uh, moment over here. Yeah, yeah. Me and this lovely lady were talking about jumping out the window of his room to like leave, <laughs> and uh, he was like, "No, you can't do that. You just you just have to walk out the front door in front of my mom." <laughs> Which is weird because I could have sworn I've seen Robert jump out of his bedroom window yeah. many a time. Yeah, I, I think he just wanted us to do the walk of shame. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but yeah, nuts. you know, you know, and. Uh, yeah, you know, so, so I had a, we had a walk in front of her, and, and uh, we just all pretended like it never happened. And uh, it was pretty sick. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, whoever you are, lovely lady, uh, it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's probably out there listening. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Hopefully this is more. a love line. Right now. Yeah. This is Robert... In, this like is we're in his, it's like we're in his room right now again, like 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 a little Friday sneak, night, little sneak peek. All right, someone take their dick out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, how yeah, did how yeah. did Danny? How did whatever it takes come together? Uh, oh, damn, that's a good question. Well, uh, I want to say this. This had to do with like uh, Laser Star, and I was with Bernie Hammer. And, uh, he knew Milo. I kind of knew Milo and, uh, he just kind of, we, we all sat near each other and Milo was going on about how he needs a bass player. And Bernie just said, Hey, here's Danny. He knows how to play bass. There you go. And, uh, well, I didn't know shit about bass. I just literally ended up with a bass guitar and, uh, yeah, pretty much when I when I showed up for the uh, first practice, I showed up super early. Nobody was there. And uh, two, three hours later, um, I show up again. Everybody's there. And uh, the funniest thing happened. Like, I, I didn't know shit about bass, and Milo hands me a tuner. And he's just like, here, so go ahead and tune up so we can start practicing or playing some songs. And I was like, no, I'm cool, man. I, I think I got this. Because you know? like, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I was like completely out of tune. I was just like, no, I'm cool. Let's just do this. Like, I'm fine. And, and uh, so Milo was like kind of looking at me funny, like, okay. We started playing and he, and he was just super cool about me not knowing shit and not bringing it up. He was like, all right, this is what you do. Plug in, you know, your core to your guitar, to the tuner. This, just look for EADG, you know, and kind of walked me through it and that's kind of like uh where we began and it was uh lisa's me milo and uh i think at that time it was a drummer his name was nate oh and uh who milo ended up having beef with that big kid right yeah 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 and then then he had beef with that guy for a while yeah i remember a young angry milo had beef with many men um (laughs) yeah but this one was like his like his arch nemesis yeah yeah i remember whenever he walked by really really hated this guy so danny fast forward to getting robert oh yeah so uh pretty much uh i think it fell apart because uh nate decided he wanted to play guitar in some other band so it just kind of fell apart and then eventually we found javi and uh once we found javi um i used to walk home with erica and we'd stop at robert's and robert would always be playing green day sounded amazing he'd always be singing green day songs and playing guitar at the same time and we it just it just it clicked we just said fuck it this guy's our guitarist and i to the best of my knowledge that's kind of what happened we just kind of all fell in together and just started working on music and just cruising around town getting in trouble 
And, uh, yeah, yeah. After a while, uh, eventually, um, somehow Jason ended up in the band and we started to suck. (laughs) (laughs) I think did, did Jason, did Robert join us? And then that's when Jason took Robert's place, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, you know, I, I probably shouldn't. Uh, man, I got to really watch it with this story. Um, Come on, dude. Oh, yeah, well, well, you know, with the whole Me Too movement and everything, I, I got to really watch it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but per, pretty much, uh, we noticed Robert didn't like recording, um, and he said if he couldn't record, then he shouldn't be in the band and. We were trying to explain to him, hey, if, if you're kind of off on a song, you know, Milo can pick it up for him. And and uh, he wasn't having it. So we kind of had some conversations about it. And uh, we noticed it just wasn't working out after that. Even though, like, we love the dude, you know, sucks it had to be that way. But, uh, and then Jason was just the guy who would always hang, hang around Javi and, and uh, he just never went away, so he played guitar, and he kind of jumped in, and he kind of knew how to play all the songs already. So I'm, I'm giving you, like, a G-rated story. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I can't figure out where the Me Too part was. It's pretty straightforward. I know, I know. <laughs> there must have been some big part in the middle there that we totally missed. <laughs> oh, the dramatization may not have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to watch it for, uh, for the safety of the podcast and... Uh, and I, I don't want to get blown up on on social media. <laughs> it was savage there, but it was cool, man. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we used to get in a lot of trouble there, and we used to, you know, just like, I mean, there was times where we'd just be like, "What do we do? We all piss in a big gulp cup and then go throw it at somebody's, you know, front door and run <laughs> off laughing." I heard about that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 and and you know, you know what happened after that one. Um, Let's just say the guy, the unnamed person we did that to, knew it was us. So, <laughs> so he came back to a Robert's room. Me and Robert were hanging out in his room, and Robert has a fan that sucks in the air from outside in. This dude threw a cup, a huge cup of piss, into the fan, and it literally spritzed us. <laughs> Man, he got it was horrible. Good. He definitely oh, won that round. Insane. Oh, dude, like that can't rule, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was pretty much me and Robert, and then all of a sudden it was just like, like spritz, piss everywhere in his room, and we're like, "Holy shit!" And we we ran outside. Uh, this dude was already ready. He had his friends in a car, like on Woolly Road, like you know, on the side of the house, just to jump in and drive off really fast. So like, we got nobody. That was the convenience about his house. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that, real like convenient. That would be really easy yeah. to get away. Double edged sword, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, sometimes, you know, you, you got to take it, you know. You give it and you take it. And you but live really close to his pad, too, huh? You live, like, just across, like, Wooly, right? The train tracks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just live yeah. right across the street. Um, and then Erica yeah. was, like, a couple streets down. Yeah. Right? And, like, wasn't Brad, Brad Christensen? He lived she, over by he, me. You know, oh, a little okay. farther away. A little away. farther, huh? Uh, Pashinsky yeah. and Omar lived over by Oh, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. over by Robert. Man. Yeah, so I would did school like almost every day and pretty much go to Robert's and then just like hang out and eat corn dogs and drink Kool-Aid and watch movies. And then when it was time to get home from school, I would just like walk home from Robert's. <laughs> did 
Did he ever have a chair in his room, or did it just be like he always sat on his bed, like hundred percent of the time? I think it was. Bad, yeah, you'd you, you'd sit on the floor, you know, and kind of lean on his bed or chill on his bed, and it was just cool. It was like the, it was like a kickback spot. You just go hang out, and just you know, no big deal. And if you got hungry, just go walk to the Michis. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was just fun times, just being kids. It was, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I wish I go, but I could go back. It'd, it'd be amazing. It was, so, it was yeah. just fun. Seriously. Like, especially with, uh, with the whole hardcore scene and everything. I mean, Zach obviously did so much for almost every band I've ever been in. He's just like, and this is something that like I had to think about cause, uh, I mean, he actually played a big role in, in like all the shows we've done just, I mean, even me just being some dumbass kid. I mean, Zach and Ryan were super cool. Well, I mean, they everyone got like that PCH. idea to start a band because they went to Laser Star and they saw one of Zach's yeah. bands play. Well, Warrior, yeah, <laughs> but Danny, Warriors paid paid us back big time. Warriors have helped out Retaliate lots too. Whether whether you're in the band in that incarnation or not, so yeah, it all comes around. Yeah. Plus, um, yeah, you know, you know, it really stood out for me was when I, I, I when I seen Stand Your Ground at Laser Star, that's when I was really sold. I was I was sold. I like I wanted to do that. And so yeah, like you had a big, big part in, in me kind of getting interested in hardcore and uh and even like taking it to the PCH and shit like that. Like it was awesome. Yeah, but there there's well, we uh, that whole click. Yeah, the yeah. whole click in that time was very special, you know? Like it's, yeah, and there's there's yeah. It's what got in control noticed, you know, is that yep. that first year of playing when we like even before we put out the seven inch, but after the seven inch, that year of the year two thousand, you know, we brought thirty friends with us to every single show, you know. So it's like we show up at headline thirty kids, you know. Like, yeah, and it was awesome. Yeah, well, no one else was there. <laughs> it was just all the kids <laughs> we brought because there was no fucking club in Nard at the time, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> but, yeah anything else yeah. you want to say about robert um man i just love the dude i'm gonna miss him um i know things got weird within the last few years you know he just kind of pushed a lot of people away and i mean it's hard man i mean that everybody's everybody's got their vices um you know and i just i just hope he wherever he's at i just hope he's he's just cool i hope everything's good you know and if there is an afterlife who knows but you know just if there is he's probably watching anime right now oh man shit i know right like uh yeah he definitely got me watching some anime and some really weird porn (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man he had a collection man and yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> oh yes, we were, yeah. Oh yeah. So well, I'll tell you what we uh, we set up a voicemail for anyone that wanted to call and leave memories of Robert, and uh, yeah. the very first person to call was Glory, and so oh. I think that that's a it's a nice move that like Robert would have appreciated the first person to reach out and talk about him is one of the hottest chicks from the Oxnard hardcore scene, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's a cutie. Yeah. And she's awesome person. Yeah, I think she has friends with that uh, with that one lady I knew. <laughs> Jeez. 
Jesus. <laughs> Danny, it's been great talking. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, now I'm digging deep, Danny. Now you're giving me more clues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're giving me no, a major no. clue over here. Danny was a player, man. I got, I got clue fuck. goo all over me. Danny, <laughs> dude. Danny was a pimp, man. I'm say it straight. Yeah, up. yeah. I was, I was just a, <laughs> I was just a dumbass kid, man. I mean, te- technically, Milo would reel him in, and I'd reel him out when I talk. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I learned, I learned after a lot of years to just keep my mouth shut, you know, and, and then they'll stick around. But yeah, it, it was fun growing up with uh, everyone. It was just cool. Cool, Danny. Thank you for uh, being on. All right, cool. Um, yeah, Thanks, thank Danny. you too. Right, peace, Danny. Bye. All right, see you later. All right, who do you want to call? Ulysses. Okay. Let's get Ulysses. Does he still have that mean ass dog? Did he have like a giant mean dog? No. Ulysses is he still in Oxnard too. No, he just lives in Vegas. Oh shit. Hello. Ulysses, Zach, Brian, Grace, and Fernando. What's up? What's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, didn't you used to have a big, mean dog? I did. I had a big St. Bernard that was pretty mean. Yeah. I barely remember. There you go. See, I remember some things. (laughs) (laughs) Brian said he didn't. When did you have that dog? I don't don't remember it at all. Really? You probably never met it. I had it, like, fuck, the early 2000s. I had that in, like, a smaller dog. Oh, I do remember it now. There you go. Yeah. It was after you moved uh, from where you were living previously, right? Where you That's were, right. Where yeah. You, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I do remember that. <laughs> Boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. How's it going, guys? Well, it's been a long time. I haven't talked to you for it's a while. I know, man. I haven't it's talked been to you a while, man. long ass time. <laughs> Like is that de- Fernando? Yeah, yeah, like a decade, oh, man. Dude, what's it's, up, man? It's insane. How are huh? you? Good, bro. Good. <laughs> Shit. Shit, man. Fuck. So, um, we're just hoping you had some stories about Robert that you might want to share. Yeah, man. Um, dude, fuck. It's kind of like I feel like so much stuff blends in together because I feel like <clears throat> most of my memories of Robert have to do with just hanging out in his room. He lived so close to me that um, even like I think I think I met him through whatever it takes but then right away we totally clicked from just you know talking about Zelda and bullshit like that yeah because <laughs> you're a hardcore gamer too so you guys really at that yeah. dude at that time yeah I was like that was all I was all about that and then when he was like dude let's play Zelda I was like fuck yeah this dude's gonna be my best friend we're just gonna be hanging out all the time <laughs> but nah man yeah we just uh dude fuck man like <clears throat> I would go to that dude's house multiple times a week just unannounced like I um, there was a time I worked at um, Save on Ventura Road which is now a CBS I think I remember that oh damn yeah, yeah. and I would and I would always get out of work like at 10 30 11 and I just wouldn't go home a lot of the time I would just be like fuck I wonder if Robert's awake and I didn't have cell phones during that time yeah, uh, I would just walk there, and there'd be times when the light was off, and I wouldn't knock on the window. But if I saw his light, light on, on knock, and you know it's time to have fun. Light on, yeah. man. Robert's fucking gonna be down or whatever. He'll just be like, "What's up, dude? Come in." I would crawl through his window, which is rare just, for some people. You know, like not a lot of people you can just you know 
crash at their go to their pad at like ten thirty at night and be like, "Hey, ready to yeah. hang out?" Well, he lived he lived first story, and then his window like faced the front yard. But I'm, I'm so just saying, like mentally, not street. a lot of people are going to yeah. want to hang out with their friends at ten thirty unexpectedly. You know? Oh yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, it I was, but it's, it is a different time. This is like right around the year two thousand. It's like before there was yeah. a game on your phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And and like yeah, even, yeah. even like you know even reading at night is I think there's no fucking backlight on your nook. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know like or whatever the fuck ever. Yeah. There's no iPad. Right. Like there's yeah. a lot more hanging out naturally. Twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah. Organic. You know, real. It's like what you had. what up. you did. Yeah. You that's know. true. It's it's yeah. hard it's hard to put yourself in that mindset now. So kind of. But, yeah, I mean, oh, usually yeah, if totally. someone just walks into your house or knocks on your door, you're like, you didn't text me first. Well, yeah, no, I mean, like, <laughs> I, like I think about being a kid and like going over to a friend's house. It's like you didn't even necessarily call first. You just like walked right. over and knocked on the door. It's like, yeah. is so and so home? Oh no, he's not here right now. Oh, I guess I'll just and walk my ass house. back home <laughs> ten more minutes. You know? Yeah. 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 But yeah, man. Robert was a character, dude. Like I, I mean, that I still think to this day he's probably the funniest person I've ever known. Every time I was around that dude, I was always, always in for a good time. Even if it was just us hanging out, if it was like me, Robert, and like going to going to your house, Brian. Remember when yeah. you lived in Wanimi? We would be there like every weekend, just yeah, watching movies, hanging out, just laughing about yeah. dumb shit, pointless stuff. Yeah. I don't all, know how many, it was all pointless. I, I'd say he's probably spilled at least a six pack of beer on my couch, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you uh, at Oxnard High with us too, Ulysses? I was. I was. I feel like because um, me, me and Brian were in the same grade, right, Brian? Mm-hmm. That's true, right? Yeah. Yes. So I think like you, like Fernando and Robert and that crew, they were all like a year. A year below us. Ah, okay. You're a year. Wait, wait, 2001. Yeah, so you're younger. But Robert, no, Robert was actually 2000, but he just, he never made it to yeah. uh, the end. That's true. Yeah. But no, because I, I, I don't think I ever met Robert, because I, I feel like I don't remember hanging out with Robert too much in high school. Not too much. Was, no, vaguely. Yeah. But I did. I, he was there. At, For like a year. Yeah. Or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, that dude was crazy. That dude was fucking a funny dude. But yeah, man, we would just, I don't know how many times just watching fucking whatever anime he was watching at the time, I would just go over and we would watch the whole thing or play Street Fighter for freaking hours on end. And this was a long time. I'm not talking about like in the early 2000s, you know, no cell phones. And then it would be like 2009, 2010. I would call him on his phone and be like, I'm going to come over. Same fucking routine. Go in his house play the same Street Fighter game on his PlayStation. You guys would get heated over Street Fighter, as I recall. Oh, yeah. Constantly. But that was just, that was a good time for me hanging out with him. Like, it's just fucking get on your damn bed with, like, three other dudes in a smaller room. Eating eating either, like, Armando pizza that he would bring back from work or just Amici that he'd ordered, like, just, just sitting there. That's crazy. The smell of sweat and pizza and (laughs) pheromones. Desperation of Street Fighter. Yeah. Smelled like home, dude. It was just walking in there, climbing through, climbing out. Dude, I remember climbing out of his window, fucking like, because he he lived at that place for a while. I mean, like, I I hadn't talked to that dude for a long time before he passed away, maybe like seven, eight years or so. But I remember even the last time that I would go to his house, 
I would still like sometimes just go over there, drive over there this time instead of walking and still go through his window like as a damn grown adult. Yeah, I know. I did the same thing, and I felt climbing so funny in, sitting on this climbing bed. Out. I yeah, like, I was like, like you know, up, Robert? thirty, and I'm sitting on this guy's yeah. bed watching That's cartoons. That's dope. Yeah, but he was dude. Yeah, but like that was the thing because a lot like Robert was just the type of dude like he he was a he was pretty stubborn. Mm-hmm. He was um he was you know he was set in his ways. Yeah, of, like, he had his routine. Remember that? He did, he's like, this is what I'm talking. I'm gonna be home. I, I love home. Like. Don't take me away from home. Unless it was like going to like Brian's house or going to like hardcore shows like in the early 2000s or whatever. He was always down for that. But taking him out anywhere else, I'd be like, hey, Robert, let's go out to a bar. Fuck that bullshit. I'm going to yeah. stay home. Yeah. Like he would yeah. always just like go the other way completely. Yeah. Like if it wasn't just, um, it wasn't just like, nah, dude, that's cool. He'd be like, fuck that bullshit. Yeah. Very but against something. He liked, his, against he liked his comforts. Yeah, he loved his comforts, man. He loved it, but it was the thing. Like, he he was super stubborn, but I would. I mean, and I know, like Brian used to, like sometimes be like, "Come on, dude, just fucking go, yeah, just fucking go." We had, and then finally, we'd like, always want to get out. We were just at yeah, that age. We wanted to get out, and Robert was like, "He's just a creature of habit. He wanted to sit yeah. and watch cartoons." Yeah, but the mo- yeah the moment we took him out, dude, he was having a great time. Yeah. Didn't matter where we were. He always immediately just was like. Fuck yeah, dude! Let's do this. Let's do that. He just like yeah, he'd be the center of attention, time. life of the party. But you had to like drag him kicking and screaming out of the out of his house. <laughs> yeah, drag kicking and screaming. Yeah, yeah, dude. He was stubborn, but it was always it was always fun being around him. It was always fun trying to convince him to do stuff too. He was a he was a character man. Did you guys ever chill think... on his roof? I remember he had like oh, a no. really, he had a really like easy roof to get up to, and like I'm not a very agile yeah. person. And that was like one of, that was one of the things I'd like to do with him. It's like, hey Robert, let's go, let's go chill on the roof. Shit, I think that, that might have you know? happened. Yeah, it was like really easy to yeah. get up. I don't know, like how. Like yeah. it was like you could get onto his fence really easy, and then like from the fence to the house, and then it was just cool to chill on top of a roof to me for some reason. <laughs> like let's go chill on the roof. It's like hot up there, right? No, like at the nighttime. Night. Oh. Stars. The nighttime. Like the stars. Like, yeah. yeah. You think there's that. aliens up there? Eh? Kind of. Yeah, like it was yeah. just like get high and fucking. Chill. Yeah. No. Yo, didn't he have a, do you have a trampoline or am I thinking of somebody no, else? No, oh, he, had a he had a pool. Both. Like a, Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. But yeah, man, he was, he was a trip, dude. Like, I feel like I don't, I knew Robert for so many years and I don't think he ever, ever called me by my name correctly. Like he always had Are like a, a dumb nickname. Dude, he always, if I saw him, he'd be like, what's up, Chorices? What's up, Chorizo? He would just call me like random fucking words at all times. Just always say just random Robert shit. And he'd be like, all right, dude, get it. (laughs) Some Robert Martinez ass shit, dude. Yeah, man. He just always did shit, man. Dude, I just remember just hanging out. He would always like, it would be like the time of night where like maybe had a few more beers. Then he'd plug in his fucking Ibnez on a small little amp. Uh, Yeah. And just, play random ass he would just like look at something stupid on tv say like a word and just sing about it for like the whole time he was crazy hey he could yeah, he could have even he could have been either a comedian or you know gone into a profession of music oh, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing about robert robert was such like a he was such a clever dude man like i feel like there were so many times that he was so clever but maybe a little self-conscious about yeah you know yeah, he was a hidden gem yeah. with his with his comedy. Yeah, man. Dude, every, everybody loved being around him. 
So I feel like anytime he was around everybody, everybody would just have a good old time with him. He just cracked everybody up, man. Like even since he middle was a funny school, dude. man. Middle school, he was like the guy, man. With all, oh, like, really? With all like the punk kids at Fremont, like he was like oh, the shit. dude you wanted to be around. And like if he wasn't there, he was like, oh man, fuck today, it's gonna suck. Robert saying. Hey. <laughs> so what was your guys' crew, Fernando? Like in, in junior high school, was it just like you, was, Robert, Russell? Was, or? Yeah, me, Robert, Russell, and like there was these other kids that Shout were... Shout out Krusty Rusty. Like in eighth grade. <laughs> they were like in eighth grade and fuck, I think it was... Robert was held back, I think, a year. And that's why he might have uh. been in the same grade as me. But either way, like there was these other kid named Tosh. Like we used to call Tosh and this other kid that Robert would say that he scared his neighbor and like the neighbor died. Like he was, he would always tell the story. Like, yeah, dude, that kid killed his neighbor, and I was like, what the fuck? No, and he's like, yeah, dude, he scared him and shit, and then the guy had a heart attack. And this kid, I would always see him, and I was like, fuck, dude, that kid fucking killed someone. And I, I don't know if he made it up, but like, Still don't know. it was some fucking story like that. And I was like, oh, what's up, dude? And like, but it was like, it was like when like you know all the fucking skating magazines. I was like the offspring fucking era, like that like, epitaph oh, yeah. punk. So yeah, like yeah. all the kids, like Darlene Harvey. Thrasher. Yeah, Magazine. it was all that oh, stuff. Yeah. Chocolate girl, all the skates, skate stuff. So we, that was the crew that used to hang out with us. And it was, but Robert was like one of the main dudes. And like then after that, we all went to high school, and he went for like just one year. But he was like funny as hell, man. You in high school, I mean middle school. That's where I met him. Yeah, man. Do you guys remember when uh, he, we had a party at Milo's and he he did that interpretive dance and everyone was just like <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. Everyone was ready to piss their pants. Oh, he was like rolling around doing somersaults and then waving his hands in the air. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, you just saying waving his hands in the air. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he had the he had to move. Like I had, had, to, I had to leave the room. Like I was laughing so hard I couldn't take it anymore. I had to leave the room. Did did uh, remember? Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I don't know if you guys, like, I know that there was, like, a blackout at your house once, uh, Brian. Yes. And what the, like, I don't remember how, whatever happened. The the blackout happened, and then the lights came back on, and Robert's beer, he had put it back in his lap on my couch, upside down. (laughs) They, like, didn't figure it out when the lights were off. So It was pouring on him. It was pouring on him, and he was just sitting there. Oh, and I'm like, Robert, you have your beer upside down. It's pouring on the couch. It's pouring on your yeah, pants. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so fun. Damn. Yeah, he was a trip, dude. I feel like one of my one of my last interactions with him before I moved over here in Vegas, maybe like a couple years before that, um, I think I, I went to pick him up at his pad because I wanted to hang out with Robert. So you always had to pick him up and take him where he was going. And I, uh, you know, I got to his house or whatever. And he was just waiting for me outside, all stoked to see me. He was like, what's up, dude? He freaking goes to open my passenger side door. He just breaks the doorknob off. Like, it, it, the handle comes off. He looks at me, and he just shrugs. And then he gets in the car. He uh, puts... What was that? <laughs> he, he puts damn, um, the, the handle in my cup holder and just starts talking to me like nothing happened. Oh really? He just put it <laughs> yeah, in the cup he, holder. <laughs> yeah, he just he put my doorknob, he put my door handle in the cup holder. It was like, "What's up, dude? What's going on?" And I was just like looking at him, like, "What the?" Fu-? And then I just started laughing because I was like, "I can't be mad at that dude." Like he was so casual about it. Broke my door. Dude. I never fixed it at that time before I got rid of that car. But fuck, man, like I just remember being like, "Dude, 
At least he put he it in a drink holder. Man. He could have chucked it. Yeah. Yeah, he could have chucked it, but he was just like, fucking here it <laughs> Yeah, he was a nice dude. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to throw it. I can just throw it out there, but I'll leave it with you. Yeah. What, was use... what were your practices huh? like, dude? Ulysses with, with with him and whatever it takes when you guys rehearse? Uh, they were fun. Most of, I mean, most of whatever it takes practices were always kind of like um, friend get-togethers because Harvey always had like everybody over, over there. His house I was over there for most of your all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so that's kind of what it was like most of the time. But it was it was always fun. It was always in Javi's living room. His parents oh, yeah, were always yeah. super cool. Very it was like, oh yeah, we we'll just move the couches. Yeah, very supportive of everything yeah. he did. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, just you know, it was it was cool. Robert was was a fun dude to be around. But yeah, most of most of that that stuff I remember is just everybody being there. Like I don't even remember the practicing part. I just remember hanging out with, with everybody, which was always funny because I remember um, during the. Robert stint in freaking in control. There was one time where uh, where you guys went to go practice at Robert's house. Okay. Yeah, and I um, just there a fair amount in his garage. Yeah, but it was always like it was like the, the first time because you guys were always just like a straight up like no like we're practicing you serious and he was always like before you came over he was and I would be like I'm like, dude don't go in the fucking garage man we're gonna practice Jack's gonna get pissed if you want to do it I was like it was like a secret spot or like, something don't go in there. like he was just all serious about it I was like dude I'm gonna fucking watch TV I don't care like no, I'm not gonna like sneak in there just to piss you guys off like, <laughs> but I remember him making like a big deal of it like dude just don't go in the garage you just walk it's a out. De- demilitarized zone. It's like a DMZ. <laughs> yeah. Just do not pass. <laughs> when yeah, he no, uh, he did the first tour with us, and pretty much all the shows were bad that tour until we got to Houston, and we played this uh-huh. we played this big ass place, and uh, and Robert kicked it off. There was like probably 150 people there, and he started singing that "Deep in the Heart of Texas" song. It was fucking oh, yeah. ill, dude. He said like the first two lines, like, "What is it? Like the the stars are bright in the middle of the night, deep in the heart of Texas." Like the whole like crowd gave it back to him. It was like, "Oh, oh my god!" Yeah. Damn, and then like, boom, crazy. right into "Give Me Some Reality." It was like, sick. "Oh hell yeah, that's cool." It was like, "Fuck, <laughs> one good show, you know?" This is badass. Yeah. But it was wow. crazy. <laughs> yeah. The other the other time is uh, we had that song on another year with. Uh, it cuts out and it goes like an Iron Maiden ass type bass part, and mm-hmm. uh, we did this run. It wasn't a full U.S. tour, but we drove up. We did, I think, like NorCal, Sacramento, we Seattle, and then we went into Canada and we played this. I think we played Vancouver. Then we played this little ass town, like five hours east, called Kamloops. It's this tiny ass little town, and we're playing this like kids rec center. This probably like. It was a pretty good show. There was like probably 150 like 16 year olds there, and uh, mm. you know it's Kamloops, British Columbia. Like they don't get like entertainment, you know. Right. And like we were actually a five piece on that tour, so we played that song. And Robert's got like that's a pretty long like bass solo part, you know. And uh, yeah, it was pretty wild because so like we we play that song, we go into that part, and like the whole place is fucking clapping, you know. Yeah. And like I'm like paying attention to my amp, like trying to not get feedback. You know, trying to keep my knobs on point, and you know, I gotta come in. I'm paying attention, whatever the fuck ever. I look over, and Robert's just like, 
like eyes closed, like chin in the air, like it's like the greatest thing ever because like there's oh, like yeah. a, like 150 <laughs> people like clapping like in unison, you know, and he's just like. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it's he's like all feeling it. Yeah, he's feeling it, and like yeah, the, pra- yeah. the practice, the practice paid off, right? Like, yeah. I'm skilled enough; I can play with my eyes closed. Yeah, you know, I, I can. And I like, can enjoy it. I don't have yeah. to be nervous. I can at this suck point. this in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's probably like his best moment on tour. Um, Hell yeah. because there, there were there were some lows, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all. Where was that? There's a video released of whatever it takes. Recently, with Robert and the band, oh, that's headline 000? headline records. Oh, is that headline records? That's the night that Greg. Oh, yeah. That's the night Greg get back was born. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I'll they take it back. Yeah. yeah, because they play that song. Like chorus keeps going over and over. I'll take it back. Yeah, yeah. And every time that they do that, Beavis, he's in like the video. He's all, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. <laughs> he's like, like every time really he, into it. Every time Very he throws animated. a body blow, I'll yeah. take it back. There's a hook punch every time. Every time I'm back, there's a fucking body yeah. blow. Yeah, yeah. We're like, hey, dude, just Greg it back. <laughs> no. Well, he had a he had no. a mic for that show. I I don't think I ever really noticed that Robert played guitar and whatever it takes and sing. But for that one, it was like he was that. like backup vocals. That's cool for for that. He show. was always down to just sing backup vocals. I feel like you didn't even have to tell him. He just he just did right. it, man. Like I feel like one of the things about Robert is he was always really into it. Like right. No, no matter what, like he was just fucking like. Banging his head, fucking singing along. He was just, he's feeling it, man. Didn't Robert, Zach, when you guys re-recorded the the uh, hometown pride, didn't Robert get a, a a lyric in that part when everybody does when you re-recorded that for the probably like, yeah on on truth or no yeah. yeah probably I think he did for sure because he was I all psyched that. about it. I think yeah. Right? yeah. What part did yeah. you do? And I, I forget which part he did, but he was like uh, really into that when that that. He yeah. was allowed to do vocals on that one. Probably. I I mean yeah. I can't remember. Was it the was it the part where it goes running shit on the on the dance floor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's the one. Yeah. You got yeah. that one? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, he definitely did because he was he was really stoked on that because I mean, like I'm saying, he would fucking put that shit on he would listen in control like when he was in the band. He was like a fan of the band while he was in the band. So he <laughs> and like, after too. I mean super was, stoked. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! But he was like, even part of it, just fucking, he was stoked on it like constantly, yeah. Yeah. like listening to it in the room. Like when you guys recorded, um, what was the first album called? Another year? Is that one? Yeah, yeah. Like when you guys recorded that, like I just remember him putting that on so much. I remember it, him like, putting it on before it was released. Like he, well, he had to learn it. Yeah, but he had like yeah. an unedited copy of the album mm-hmm. that I still have. I yeah. took it from him, and. Uh, <laughs> But he, he just added an extra, and he, he gave it to me. Yeah. But um, he'd just listen to that over and over and over. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ulysses, you got anything else about Robert? Uh, man, I'm good. Just, dude, fucking sucks that he's gone, man. And, you know, he was a good dude. I really miss him, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, it's good, to, it's good to reminisce a bit. So thanks, thanks for calling me, guys. Thanks for being on. All right, bro. Thank you. It was good talking to you. Take care, guys. See you. Bye. You too. Alrighty, so let's wrap this thing up. Um, we are going to go. Well, do you guys want to say anything first? Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm really glad we got to share some memories of Robert, and it really kind of brought brought back some things that I hadn't thought about in like a good decade. Um, but you know, 
experiencing something like this with a friend, <clears throat> you know, death reminds me of how big an, an impact friends and family can be in our, in our lives and how think, thankful we should uh, really be to have everyone we, we have that cares about us and, and loves us. And, um, you know, I've, I felt like a stronger connection to, you know, when I, when I got home from, you know, the funeral, I had, I had a stronger, felt like I had a strong connection to not only my friends, but obviously my family, but definitely my friends. It just felt like, you know, we had all these memories that we've shared together and it, it gave us a bond and, you know, I'm, I'm very glad and feel very lucky and thankful to have everyone in my life. And it takes something sad like that to, to remind you and kind of break you out of the mundane, mundane day-to-day that where you're not really thinking very deeply about what your life is about and the impact other people have on your life. And, and so it took something like this to, to really remind me of that. I think for me, um, it was uh, talking to Erica and, well, on IG, and I know that we can, like, get in touch touch with her, and then um, with Milo talking on the phone, how, like, um, we were really lucky to, um, Milo was saying something how, um, you know, we would read about, like, in the hardcore lyrics and the punk stuff, like, about the brotherhood and, like, the unity and all that, yeah. and how at the time you're like, oh, it's cheesy, but then when you, uh, Milo said this, so I'm not going to take credit, but, like, he said, you know, when you share this, we, we're into this subculture that's, like, Come on, how many people like the shit that, like, nerding out over a record that, like, 1,000 people out of the 10 billion in the world like? Like, you know, like, so it's, like, a very unique thing and a very, like, sharing this time and space with someone like Robert, for, even if it was for, like, you know, for whatever, like, amount of time it was, all of us that met him. Like, I guess that's that's what I kind of take with me. And, like, there was some crazy stuff that, you know, we did, like... But, like, I don't know, I just think about, like, the, the, the laughter and, like, the creativity, the, 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 all, all the cool times, like, building these bonds with people, like, sharing this cool time in your life that, like, I mean, like, we got into, all of us that, got, that were in the scene, like, regardless of disagreements or whatever, we got into cool shit that, like, when you're in your regular day-to-day job and you're, like, talking to just, like, norm kind of people and you think of some kind of off-the-wall shit, it's, like, yeah. those people like Robert and, like, hanging out, like, being in bands and fanzines and all this stuff and like I don't know it just that's what it made me think of just being very thankful for that time that Robert came into my life and like and like that period of time that's like the most crucial you know when you're like a teenager and shit so that that's what I take and like just everything that you say complete agreement like about death and like valuing people but I don't know I think it was even more special because like the hardcore stuff we were into and it was like this kind of for this, something unique yeah it's yeah. unique it's yeah. it's not i'm not going to take away from other people that go through the losses and stuff but like come on man like getting into like hardcore and punk right and that space it's and very niche it's not like we're dallas niche. cowboys fans yeah, or something you know like exactly well, i think people people are drawn to it because it's something strange and unique right and people's levels of of falling into something like hardcore can vary as well like you know, a lot of the friends from this group, you know, they dabbled, but they met their best friends, like, through a nexus of people that were based out of that. Um, you know, today's a good example of that. And even even Robert, you know, with, like, a lot of his favorite bands were hardcore bands, but he just met a lot of his best friends through it. Because right. we're, like, I mean, at the end of the day, this is 2019, like, we're a long way away from 77 and shit, but... 
at the same time, the people that like go into that and are fascinated by it and love it and fall in love with a piece of it, we're all like freaks in a certain way still, right? So like when you're talking about, you know, being at work and like you think about something off the dome and you want to like tell someone like, oh, I just thought of this fucked up shit, you know, like, well, you, <laughs> you can't tell fucking J coworker number three, no. you know, <laughs> yeah. but He's like that's you to HR for that. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's why you're thankful when you have people, you know, like you guys or like Robert or like Ulysses or Danny or all our best friends, um, in our lives, right? Like the, like, dude, I just thought of this shit, and bounce it off them. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not some, some things are not to be said for the public. Right. You know, like they're to be said for your close friends. Yeah, and, that's right. And everyone has that shit. Right. Everyone's a, everyone's a different person a little bit behind closed doors when you're surrounded by people you trust and vibe with and love. Right. Right. And so yeah. Robert was one of those people you could say anything to. Like your darkest things, man. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And just, and funny <laughs> shit too, right? Funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, funny. and yeah. just, yeah, like, I didn't confess any deep, dark secrets to Robert, but yeah. appa- appa- apparently Robert did Danny with a little bit of his collection. You know? But, uh, no, nah, I mean, he's a guy you can bounce anything off of. So, uh, ending with our piece right now, um, we opened up, because Robert, Robert, a lot of people knew and loved Robert, so what we did was we got a, uh, a voicemail number set up so people could call in and, and leave uh Talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk about. Um, leave a memory or do whatever they want to do. Um, and we will wrap up this podcast by going to the voicemails that people uh, left about Robert Martinez. R.I.P. Hello, this is Glory. Um, I'm from Oxnard. And um, I was calling to say a little something about Robert Martinez. Um so, where do I even start? Um, Robert was an individual. He was like nobody else, and he was 100% himself, which I feel like, you know, in this day and age is so exceptional. Um, but he was just him, and he was, like, unapologetic about it. Um, and one of my favorite things about him is whenever I would see him, he would always greet me by patting me on the head like a kitty, like every single time. And, um, I think the last time I saw him too, it had probably been like seven years since we'd seen each other and he just went right in for the head pat and it was like totally fine. You know, it was like, it made sense. Um, and I feel like if anybody else had done that if that was like their thing then um it would have been kind of rude but like with Robert it was it was cool it was like comforting and it was sweet and um he just had a really sweet kind heart and um he'll really be missed by a lot of people take care guys bye this is Fred Hammer from Oxnard California I'm leaving this message and uh Love uh, Robert Martinez. Um, I don't know, man. I love that guy. The United States with him in 2001 on the In Control Fields of Fire tour. And um, the dude just kicked ass, man. Went to Oxnard High. Grew up in Oxnard. 
and um just all around cool guy i love that dude so uh ron martinez rest in power and um we love you brother Hey, this is Ben Merlis, a.k.a. Ben Edge, a.k.a. Bedge of Los Angeles, California. Um, my condolences go out to the family and close friends of Robert. Um, I didn't know him very well, but we, uh, his old band and my old band played a lot of shows together in the early 2000s, and um, he was a good guy, and he's going to be missed. All right. Milo Kuros currently in Utah, uh, from Oxnard, California. I just wanted to share a few things about Robert Martinez. Um, knew Robert for quite a bit of years. I met uh, Robert freshman year of high school, uh, his sophomore year, my freshman year. Uh, we started playing music together in a band called Whatever It Takes, and uh, we spent a few years doing that. And even after that, uh, that band uh, departed, we... Uh, still hung out a lot. He was a, a crucial part of our tight-knit crew that uh, we would always go to shows together and hang out. His room was a place where everybody would hang out at. We would cram 15, 20 people in that tiny room. It was it was, it was a good time. Uh, Robert was Robert. He was an eclectic guy. He had an eclectic taste that brought a unique... Um, flavor to the group. Uh, he liked what he liked. He didn't care if other people liked it. And Robert did what Robert wanted to do. And I mean, he was Robert. Um, he had an affinity for Green Day, for Iron Maiden, for Jason's mom. And I think one theme that, uh, that will occur throughout this podcast will be uh, around Robert's uh, sense of humor. He was a funny guy. He brought comedic relief when it was needed. Uh, and even when it was not needed, he was just funny. His sense of humor was, was something else. Um, he um, didn't take things too seriously, which was, was really nice. Uh, except for maybe that incident on Silverstone with the baseball bat. But uh, he was just a well-sense-of-humored guy. And so I think a lot of stories will be shared about him. Uh, in that regard, and I think that one of the people that appreciated his uh, sense of humor the most is Danny Lopez, who grew up down the street from him. And as Danny Lopez's illegitimate legal advisor, uh, I am inclined to share on behalf of my client that uh, the story, all names, characters, and incidents portrayed by Danny Lopez in this production are fictitious. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, and products is intended or should be inferred. No persons or entity associated with this podcast receive payment or anything of value or entered into any agreement in connection with the depiction of tobacco products. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Nardcore. Miss you, Robert. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Adam Heckman. Um, a lot of people know me as Madball. I just wanted to say something about Robert Martinez. Um, it was a huge, huge loss and shock finding out that he had passed away. And, uh, you know, our 
our core group of friends growing up, we, we all loved Robert and, uh, he was a, he was a really, really, he was a good guy. Great guy. Um, every time me and Robert hung out, we always were just laughing, talking shit, whatever it be. Always ended up talking about Zelda, and Nintendo and video games. Cause I mean, we were both nerds growing up. So that was one thing we always had in common that like, you know, I don't even know. Um, he's going to be missed. Robert was, like I said, he was a great guy. He was smart, very talented. And anytime Robert was hanging out, you knew it was going to be a good time. Everyone was going to be having fun, laughing, and just, you know, he's one of those guys that was kind of like, he was the life of the party without being the direct life of the party. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, love you and uh, gonna miss you a lot, Robert. And I can't believe, you know, we had spoken a week before you passed and it just, I don't know. It's just, it hurts. It hurts your gone, buddy. And we're going to miss you. Like I said, and rest in peace, brother. My name is Javi uh, from Oxnard. I played in a band called Whatever It Takes with Robert. Uh, we were all in high school at the same time. <clears throat> and Robert's house became one of the main meeting points after school to jam out or just hang out pretty much. Uh, his mom always greeted us with a big smile and a hug. Uh, I'm sure uh, a couple of us consider her our second mom. My thoughts really go out to her and her family. Uh, the memories I have with Robert are very dear to me. His humor, his love for music, his love for his friends and family. Uh, you'll be missed, man. Rest in peace, bro. Thanks to everyone for listening to this podcast, and thanks to everyone who participated. Um, we're getting to the age where we're starting to lose some of our friends uh, more regularly, and it's scary um, and it's sad. And uh, we need to take the time to... Just, you know, rise above being shy and tell uh, the people you care about that you love them as much as uh, you can. Don't be worried about being silly. Um, you know, smaller people with love, man. The, the world right now is in a weird fucking spot where everyone wants to be a fucking a tough guy with no feelings, you know. Um, and I don't think that's the way especially with like the the people you love so you know tell your friends you love them and uh rest in peace robert martinez <laughs>